Hey everyone, welcome to the July edition of our monthly leadership podcast, Leading His Leaders. I'm your host, Avery Nesbitt. Hey, today I am joined by someone that you are going to really enjoy. Her name is Jennifer McLean. She is the social media consulting practice manager for one of the world's largest technology organizations, actually a Fortune 100 company. She's been um, in this field for a long time at this specific organization for just at nine years. And I think what she's going to share is really going to help break some of those old stereotypes of what it means to be left brain, right brain, and how we bridge those two. Jennifer, thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here today. Hey, so this is going to be a really cool uh, discussion. One of the things that uh, we've had a chance to talk about a few times is the concept of bridging worlds. And you've got background in sort of traditional marketing, but you also have background in social media consulting and, and, and bridging those worlds of maybe one side wants to do an analysis on an ROI, but one side wants to be creative in how they reach people. And we hear all this left brain, right brain, you're either this or that, uh, or you're a Jennifer, <laughs> and you're able to kind of be both. Talk to us about, one, how you were able to do that. How are you able to bridge these gaps and be as successful as you are? And, and what are some of the things that you've learned along the way that, can, that has helped you and that can help other leaders that are watching today? Absolutely. Um, and, it, and it was real eye-opening for me uh, along the journey as well to really figure out how much I had to rely on both sides of my brain coming out of a decade of classic brand management and marketing and the rigor behind the metrics and behind really proving out what you're doing in your marketing efforts and making sure there's a return on everything you're doing and right. having to present all the way up and have every single number tick and tie and understand what's driving the sales and what pieces of marketing are the most efficient. You know, it's a real, test of your analytic skills. It's a real test of your project management skills and coming over what I call almost to the other side of where social media comes in. And at, at the time that I did that, it, we were a couple years into social media and people, brands were really starting to test themselves out. And, and actually when I took the role initially, I thought I was going to be on a team of social media strategists and we were going to just figure this thing out. And I was bringing right. my brand management experience to the table. And then within like a week or two, they're like, oh no, you're leading the team now. <laughs> it's you, <laughs> so you are the it's team. It's me, it's me. <laughs> and so I was, I was, you know, intimidated by that. I really didn't have the experience in social media, but they didn't want that. What they did want was the brand marketing side and the strategy side. And they wanted somebody that could come to the table and sit down with a CMO or a VP of marketing and say, I've been in your shoes. I know exactly what you're struggling with. And by the way, I'm really intimidating by these social media metrics that are all over the map and every platform is different and there is no standard and there is right. no real tick and tie to revenue right now. And I'm just as uncomfortable as you are, but we're gonna work it out because we don't have a choice. This is where the market is going. This is where you can actually, at that time, really reach people super efficiently. There was nothing out there that could be more efficient than social media because of 
the fact that we weren't really in the pay to play yet. You could really build your pages mm -hmm. and build your accounts and people would come and people were ready. It was such a new world at that time, but it was still very uncomfortable. And so I had to really kind of leverage what do I know about marketing? What do I know about executives that actually have the purse strings to invest in this, right? So what we mm -hmm. wanted to open up was that investment and get dollars to social media, to digital marketing. So these brands could really explore it. And so I had to say to myself, okay, you know this world, you've come from this world. It's really why you're here. It's why you have the job. And yeah being intimidated though somewhat by all you know the mid 20 year olds that knew this thing like the back of their hand they're digital right. natives they know all the ins and outs but they don't have any of the experience on the side of having to prove out and sit in front of a vp and a cmo and say this worked this didn't work and do i still have a job <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is gonna you know what is this all gonna mean but it does really require you to stretch your mind to say mm -hmm. okay so I actually have to get creative, even with the analytics, like you have to bring a creative mind wow. to the analytics because yeah. they don't function the same. They don't, they don't actually show you the full path, the really direct line to revenue. So you have yeah. to kind of work all around and figure out, okay, wait a minute. Okay. I could drive some website traffic here. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I'm a publisher, I have advertising that's revenue directly on the mm -hmm. website. I can drive it from social. Let's start to tie those pieces together and show a story, show a story on return, show a story that says, yes, you need to invest here. Um, marketing really executive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need really to invest good. here. So like one of the things you said was I have to get creative, even with the analytics. That's a, that feels like the, the, the forming of the bridge going, man, I've got to think the way they think, but do what I do. Exactly. How, exactly. how, how hard was it to make that leap over knowing that, 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 you know, it sounds a little scary to say, I'm going to bring my knowledge, but I need your perspective. How, how do we as leaders tiptoe knowingly and willingly into the unknown, the scary, um, and be humble about it at the same time? It's a lot. That, that's a lot to unpack and it's a lot to kind of walk in and function yeah. in. Yeah. But I think what I learned early on is I have to find my place here. I have to say, okay, I bring this to the table. I bring this knowledge to the table. I bring this experience to the table. There's a whole bunch of stuff in between. I actually don't know and mm -hmm. is uncomfortable, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I need to learn it. And I need to rely on the other folks on my team to come yeah. in with me to respect what they know and That's to good share what I know, but exactly right. Not in a way that comes off as elitist in any way, not in a way that comes off as, you know, here I am with an MBA, here I am, you know, in a whole different world coming to you because that is what you get a lot, right? That is mm -hmm. what you get. And by the way, this is a new world. So, you know, you come through an MBA marketing program, you go in a brand management role, you go to the digital side, it doesn't function the same. If you embrace that in the right way, it will make you humble automatically. <laughs> it will make you it humble will. automatically. But you have got to balance the fact that you can learn from these folks and they can learn from you. And you have to be very patient because what I have learned in years and years of this is the way I was trained, the way I was educated is so different than the digital marketing world. And so it's really a piece by piece process where you can introduce a piece of it. This is how this will drive overall value for the customer. 
right? Is if I play this role and you play that role and we come right. together exactly right, you know, we sort of complete each other, we're like yeah. <laughs> really right. cliche, but mm -hmm. it's true because then you have all the right voices at the table because it's been interesting. I've had CMOs that almost sparked more to the person who's the digital native, right? That is younger mm -hmm. because they don't know anything, right? right <laughs> They're right, like, right. well, my kid wants me to be on Snapchat, <laughs> right? right. Do, should I do that? You know, and I'm right. not the person answering that question from a, <laughs> you know, from just a native uh, perspective, but I am yeah. answering the question of, does your brand belong on that channel? What is your brand trying to do? What are the objectives? Let's go back to the basics. What are yeah. the objectives of your brand? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to drive? with social in general. And it was a great marriage, but it did take both sides kind of saying, ooh, what, you know, checking each other out in the beginning a right. lot, like, wait a minute, how are you gonna function here? How am I gonna function here? But the mutual respect has to be there. And it, it, is, it is so interesting to come from both sides of the house. But once you kind of get some of those proof points and see in front of a customer, how both sides actually are of equal value. That's the most important thing. You have to yeah. value both sides equally because when you do that, the customer will do the same. They will show, they will see that model that you have and then each part playing their part and being very respectful of not stepping on toes and going, you know, yeah. across the line is also really helpful. And so, and then you can kind of start merging, right? So as you teach them, as they teach you, you can, pick up those pieces and put it in your work and put it in your analytics and put it in your strategy. Yeah. And then it really becomes one approach. And, the, that's, and that's really, the most really good. I like that. I like the idea of saying, cause I was going to ask you about that. How does the team respond? And it seems like there's this respond in kind. If you're meeting me halfway, I can meet you halfway. So this isn't something that's just restricted to the workplace. It seems like this ability to, to see both sides of one problem, um, from an analytical and a creative element. Well, what are some other places that you've been able to, to utilize this gifting, this strength? Because it really is a gift because not everyone can do it. Uh, what are some other places that you've been able to utilize this? So that was another way where I had to challenge myself and say, okay, I did recognize it as a gift. I did because you're, you're hearing a lot about creativity starting to have a mindset of coming out of just the art space that we're right. used to, right? Yeah. Which is wonderful. And we need to see all the places where we can contribute. And for me, my faith is so important. And I thought, okay, this is something I can help other ministries with, mm. or I can help ministries in period with. I can bring my skill set in. And it doesn't matter if it's a mega church, it doesn't matter if it's someone that I'm going to see for counseling, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, you know, my friend, right? Who's right, right. just starting up their ministry. I can help all of them and I have. So one of the things that's so important is if you recognize it as a gift, you are a resource. Mm -hmm. And for you to be able to leverage that resource in many different ways, and especially in ministry, if you're a person of faith, there's a fulfillment level that will go so far beyond mm. what you have in your career. Yeah. And it is great because it starts to then reinforce, God gave me this gift. He gave me this gift for a reason. And it actually expands your creativity to say, okay, well, 
it's really all the same skill set. It's really all the same foundation. It's right. just let's figure out how to apply it if we're doing women's ministry. Let's figure out how to apply it if we're doing some projects on identity building. And it's right. it's the same marketing, right? Fundamentals, yeah. they don't yeah. change. But what's so great about it is when you see that is an un, it's almost an unending resource because it is a gift. When it mm. when it's a spiritual gift, it's a heavenly sent gift, a divine gift it becomes almost an unending resource. And you do have to just say, okay, uh, Holy Spirit, <laughs> help me understand, <laughs> right, right, right? How to apply this. What is going to, where's the value gonna come from, right? Let me just kind of change something over here. Let me look at their problem or their situation or their challenge and figure out what creativity that I need to bring to the table, leverage those marketing fundamentals, and then add in the creativity piece. And then it really doesn't matter what I'm working on, right? What, yeah. what type of project it is, what type of situation it is. And I'd love in some ways, this is such a challenging time, right? What we're going through with the pandemic, but yeah. I challenge other leaders out there and other folks that have gifting and resource like this to look at the ministries you're involved with, look at beyond ministry, just folks that you're friends with, other leaders, right business owners, entrepreneurs, people that are trying to really make their way through this, you have such a resource and such a gifting that you can use. And again, that fulfillment level, what it brings you. I mean, my sister manages a retail store. I'm helping her with her marketing right now. And wow. it's, it's, you know, how grateful she is, the support that I'm able to give her. It's such a, a small lift right? If I tap in the right way into that gifting and just let God use me in that right. moment, right? And what I love about that is it really is ministry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's still ministry, right? So you're still there saying, okay, I'm using this divine spiritual gift, but yeah. you have to really think of it in that term. And I think what happens is then it starts to bridge back to the other side where what, has got, what God has done in me has said, okay, I'm going to now expand you even more so that even beyond marketing, even beyond social, when you're in there, you've got to help do a new contract for a customer. You've got to look at financials. I'm expanding your creativity to even do that in contract language. So what I've loved is I feel like I've honored that gift and I've really asked God, where can I use this? Where can I use this for your people? Where can I use this for folks that may not be walking with you right now, but I can be a witness in the work? I can be a witness with the gift. I can be a witness by helping them with this resource. And there is no better time right now yep. than to do that. So yep. I encourage leaders, look for those opportunities. They are out there. They are out there with the, your local ministry. They are out there with your friends and business owners and entrepreneurs. And you will have, you will receive so much back and so much fulfillment from it. But you'll also actually, it is Part of being a witness on the other side too. It's, it's just yeah. been such a unique opportunity and it's been great, but you have to so recognize that because when you have that ability that people don't have, when you have that advantage mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit, when you bring that and you see and recognize the gifting and the resource that God's given you, if you really say, okay, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do with this, right? And you've given me a full career and you've given me this gift it will come back. He'll multiply it. And that's what he's done for me. Even in this past so couple months, he's totally multiplied. I've been a bit amazed. It's, yeah. you know, my managers are like, how, how are you thinking about these contracts? You're not even like, this isn't even your right, job. Right. What are you doing? 
And so it's been great. It's, it's a whole different way to think about multiplication. Um, but, but it's, but it's, it, it, it's, it's such a testament to me personally too. It helps reinforce that I'm on the right track that says, yes, this is a gift. This is what you should be doing. This is what right. your purpose is. Um, and, and that's really helpful. You're using it in his kingdom. Yeah. Exactly. That is so, so good. I love the idea of seeing that it's a gift, knowing that it's something that you can use in the marketplace, but it's not just restricted there. It can go other places and help them, but it also comes back to you because he's, he's a rewarder. That's so good. Jennifer, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. I knew this was going to be great. <laughs> thank um, you. Thank you so much for, for just making time for us. Hey, for everyone listening, you can find out more content about this interview on leadingisleaders.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And hopefully something we've said today helps you as you're leading his leaders. Thanks, everyone.